WTTM 036. This episode of Paul Berry's Window to the Magic podcast is brought to you by The Pod Lounge Australia. Find the podcast you're looking for by searching our extensive podcasting directory with a list of over 18,000 podcasts. If it's podcasting and you're looking for it, we've got it. That's The Pod Lounge Australia. www dot thepodlounge.com.au You're listening to the window to the magic.com podcast brought to you by window to the magic.com surround yourself with the magic Hello and Welcome to the window to the magic.com podcast. My name is Paul, and as always, I will be your guide through the wonderful world of Disney sound experiences. This show is a weekly trip into the world of the Disney theme parks and resorts, and this is the place where you get to use your ears to surround yourself with the magic. I hope everyone's week has been as great as mine, and I'm glad that you've decided to join me once again for the window to the magic.com podcast. Now this week I'm going to go ahead and speak about a couple of different things and then I have a very special guest who is going to be making an appearance on the show and he's going to tell us a little bit about a special memory that he had and then we're going to go ahead and take that lead and kind of take a uh, a jump into the past and, and just enjoy his memory for a little bit. But first, before we get into that, I'd I'd like to talk about a couple of things. The first one is that recently I was honored to be interviewed on Mouse Guest Weekly. Now, Mouse Guest Weekly is a weekly podcast which is done by Dan and Eric over at MouseGuest.com. They had sent an email off to me and to a number of other Disney indie Disney podcasters and had uh, said that they would like to interview us and just ask us some basic questions. And, uh, you know, I was quite excited about doing this. They had invited Ricky from Inside the Magic. They had invited me. They had invited Michael Gohagen from the official Disneyland podcast. And they also invited Lou and Nathan from Mousetunes.com. And they uh, said that they would interview us uh, if we were willing to do so, and then they would put us up on their show as maybe a way to get us some new listeners, etc. And uh, so the other week, I was uh, interviewed by them and uh, had quite a a good time being interviewed. We spoke for about, uh, I'd say about 25 minutes or so, and they aired the entire interview, so I guess they thought it was pretty good. Uh, But anyway, if you folks are interested in hearing that interview, uh, please go over to MouseGuest.com and subscribe to the MouseGuest Weekly podcast. And uh, even if you don't want to hear the interview, MouseGuest Weekly is is quite an interesting show. And Dan and Eric uh, do a lot of bantering back and forth and that sort of thing. Unlike here where it's just me or Patrick or Calvin or whatever. Uh, There's two of them over there, and they talk back and forth about uh, all things Disney. Quite an entertaining show. So again, that's MouseGuest.com and the MouseGuest Weekly Podcast. Thank you very much, guys, again, for uh, interviewing me on the show. And uh, maybe one of these days we'll get you guys on over here. 
Now, another thing that has come about recently has been the addition of the message boards to the window to the magic.com family. Now, this actually came about through the Disney podcastnet.com forums and message boards that are being hosted by Jeff from Houston over at the Meandering Mouse podcast. If you folks are interested in talking to me or to Patrick or to Calvin or to actually any other of the indie Disney podcasters that are out there, or you would just like to sit around and chat with other listeners of Indie Disney Podcasts, go ahead and go over to DisneyPodcastNet.com, and that was where you will find me and all of the other forums that are available there. One of the first things that we're trying to accomplish over at the DisneyPodcastNet.com forums is all of the Disney podcasters are trying to get uh, a one- or two-minute promo together so that we can share them throughout all of our podcasts and do a little bit of cross-promotion. To that effect, um, I have Jeff from Houston's promo here that I'm going to play for you. It's just under two minutes long, and it will give you an idea as to who Jeff is and what he does over at the Meandering Mouse podcast. So go ahead and give that a listen. Welcome to the KWDW News Podcast for the top of the hour. Our main story of the day comes from Disney Imagineering as they reportedly removed the boats from the Pirates of the Caribbean in order to force guests to swim through the attraction for a more authentic experience. Next up, it has been reported that audio-animatronic sheepdogs will be deployed throughout the Disney parks in order to herd guest, tourist, cattle, or sheeple throughout the parks more efficiently. In Disney film news, production offices report that are working on a storyline which includes cute, courageous characters searching for the meaning of animation. And in the rumor mill, it has been reported that Disney plans to open a fifth gate at the Walt Disney World Resort, which will include a minimum of 12 $100 million attractions and no gift shops. Have you had your fill of Disney News podcast for the day and simply want an audio escape to the parks? Well, look no further than the Meandering Mouse podcast, where you get to follow a crazy guy like me throughout the Disney parks all on stereo sound. Yes, come to enjoy audio meanderings from the Disney parks on both coasts, as I explore everything from talking trash cans and Disney bathrooms the best e-ticket attractions. The Meandering Mouse podcast can be reached at www.meanderingmouse.com. Subscribe now using iTunes or your favorite podcast aggregator. The Meandering Mouse podcast host and is a proud member of the Disney Podcast Network at www.disneypodcastnet.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to subscribe and listen and take care. Now, Jeff over there at the Meandering Mouse podcast is one of the more entertaining podcasters uh, that we have in the indie Disney podcast groups. Uh, he walks around and just does the whole stream of consciousness thing, and, and boy, it's just a trip to listen to him walk around. And he's carrying a microphone with him whenever he goes into the Disney parks, just like I do, except whereas I give you the sounds of the park and uh, I try not to talk over them very much, 
Uh, he is there to actually walk you through and kind of give you an idea of uh, exactly what he's thinking as he's going through. A lot of fun. So you folks should go over and uh, subscribe to the Meandering Mouse podcast as well. And uh, I'll feature another promo here uh, probably each week uh, until we have gone through them all. And in honor of Jeff from Houston being the first person to have his promo played over here at the windowtothemagic.com podcast, I'm going to go ahead and play a song here. I know that uh, Jeff likes this song, and uh, so this, Jeff, is for you.
<laughs> we love you, Jeff. Keep up the good work over there. Next on the window to the magic.com podcast, I have something to talk about here that is actually related to the window to the magic.com DVD store. And we're going to have an update to the DVD store coming up here fairly quickly. And one of the things that is being added to the store is actually a new DVD by Jeff Lang called The Hercules Electrical Parade in New York City. Now, we had spoke many, many times here on Window to the Magic about the Main Street Electrical Parade, had a show or two about it. And one of the things that we were not able to cover very well uh, was the time that the Main Street Electrical Parade was brought to New York City to promote the new Hercules film. Now, Hercules was a new film at the time, and they figured that the best way to promote it would be to close down Times Square and to run the Main Street Electrical Parade right down the middle of the street. This DVD that we're adding is actually quite interesting uh, to see just what, uh, what Disney was able to pull off right there in Times Square. Here's a little sample of the sounds that you'll hear on this DVD. As I said, that is the Hercules Electrical Parade DVD. That is going to be coming very soon to the windowtothemagic.com DVD store. And actually, it's going to be part of a new collection that we're going to have. We're going to have a four-disc set. Um, we don't exactly have a title for it yet, but this is what's going to be on it. It's, we're going to have the Main Street Electrical Parade Final Night DVD that, uh, that is already up on the store. We're going to have Jeff Lang's Main Street Electrical Parade, New York City, uh, Hercules Electrical Parade DVD. We're going to throw in the Light Magic DVD because that, of course, is the replacement for the Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland. And then exclusively on this four-disc set, we're going to have a fourth DVD called Backstage Disney, the Main Street Electrical Parade. 
Now, this is a show from 1986. Uh, it was broadcast on television, and it takes you on almost an hour-long trip back behind the scenes of the Main Street Electrical Parade. This was really cool. When I first saw this, I was blown away by what they had done with this. Um, so we're going to be offering that as the fourth disc on this four-disc Main Street Electrical Parade set. Now, like I said, it's going to be available exclusively in this four-DVD set. However, if uh, there are window to the Magic customers who have purchased the Main Street Electrical Parade Final Night DVD already uh, or have purchased Light Magic or any of the other DVDs separately, um, I will go ahead and work out a deal so that we can uh, get you the rest of that set and the four-disc case so that you can uh, have the full set since... Uh, this is coming out a little late. So uh, anyway, stay tuned here to the windowtothemagic.com podcast. And uh, you can also go over to windowtothemagic.com and join the mailing list to stay on top of releases at the DVD store. And actually, all members of the Window to the Magic mailing list actually receive free shipping on all of their DVDs. So I would encourage everyone who wishes to purchase a, a DVD that we offer to go over and join the windowtothemagic.com mailing list. And then when these offers come out for no shipping and discounted rates, you'll get an email in your inbox. I don't spam you. I don't do anything like that. But, uh, but I do send out these notifications letting you know what's going on and that there are new things coming and this is how you can get them cheaper than just in the normal store. Speaking of things that you can join in on, the windowtothemagic.com voicemail contest is still going on and will be going on through March 31st, 2006 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Now, if you remember, uh, last week I played, actually two weeks ago now, uh, I played a sound clip from a Disney attraction that was a uh, kind of a souped-up version of uh, an old pop tune. And I wanted to know exactly where that came from. Uh, I need to know what Disney attraction that came from. And so what I said was that you can uh, call in to the windowtothemagic.com podcast voicemail hotline. That's that 206-984-9886 number. And give me your best guess as to which attraction you believe that music to be from. When the March 31st deadline has passed, I will go ahead and pick a winner at random, and I will play their voicemail on the air, and uh, that way everyone else can find out exactly what it's from. So again, we've got about seven days left or so, six or seven days left. Again, it's by March 31st, 2006 that you need to call the, uh, call the voicemail. And uh, if you wish, you could also send in an MP3 entry uh, but we are not accepting email entries for this one. This this one is exclusively voice only. So if you want to record something on your computer and send it in, you can do that. Or you can just call the voicemail line and place your entry that way. So that is the, uh, the voicemail contest. And again, March 31st, 2006, 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time.
Okay, so I sent off an email the other day to Brian Summer, who is our voiceover guy here at Window to the Magic, and I asked him to record a story for us, and I said, I want you to do like an essay-style response to the following statement. Um, My fondest memory of Disneyland is... So basically what I did was I said, just, you know, tell us a story, make it one that you really, really remember from anywhere throughout your childhood or your adult life when you were in the park, any of the Disney parks, um, and something touched you more than any other time. So with just that to go on, I got the following from Brian. Well, hello, everybody. Brian Summer here. Voiceover guy! I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. That was actually kind of annoying. I apologize. Let's move on. Paul has asked me to uh, record a little segment for you, which uh, he has uh, titled, My Fondest Memory of Disneyland. And hearing that request, and those of you hearing it for the first time, I'm quite certain that a myriad of memories of that fantastic place come to mind. And trying to pick out the fondest is uh, is a little bit daunting. Um, personally, I have what I like to call a lot of only-at-Disneyland memories. And I'll give you a great example. Um, I remember I was at the park maybe five, six years ago, and uh, just wandering around with my camera as I usually do. I, Whenever I go to the park, it's, it's usually a very leisurely stroll. No need to run, uh, no need to uh, get on every single ride. You know, you see those families with the kids in tow. Quick, we've got to get to the Haunted Mansion. You know, that sort of a thing. It's, it's just not the way to do the park as far as I'm concerned. So just a nice <clears throat> leisurely stroll. And as I was uh, walking past the uh, railing of the Rivers of America, I remember seeing a Davy Crockett Explorer canoe coming around the uh, point at Tom Sawyer's Island. Now, this, of course, isn't something that's out of the ordinary. There's canoes and paddle wheelers and sailing ships constantly traversing the uh, waterway there. But this one was a little bit different because the entire canoe, other than the two costumed cast members, the entire canoe from stem to stern was full of nuns in full habit. So there you have this rustic frontier setting of an Indian canoe coming around the point of Tom Sawyer's Island, being paddled by probably 15 nuns. It was just surreal. And I I took uh, several photographs of it, and it's just, well, it's hilarious. I laugh about it to this day because it was just such an odd sight. And I thought to myself, only at Disneyland. Where else are you going to see that? But Paul wanted my fondest memory. So I thought and I thought and I thought some more. And I think probably the fondest memory that I have of Disneyland is one that I don't even personally remember. But how can that be, Brian? I hear you say. 
Well, sit back and I shall try to explain. First of all, we need to transport ourselves in the Wayback Machine back to the uh, late 1960s. Now, uh, some of you out there remember the late 1960s. Some of you don't want to remember the late 1960s. And some of you still can't remember the late 1960s for reasons still unexplained. But during the late 1960s, I was probably four or five years old. And that is the reason for me not having a personal memory of this particular incident. But my father loves to tell this story at cocktail parties whenever he wants to embarrass the heck out of me. So I figured, Brian, why don't you just get this story out in the open to the listening audience? That way it takes all the steam out of it. You know, just in case one of you happens to meet my father at a cocktail party. Okay, that's probably not going to happen, but, well, it's too late. I've already started the story. So imagine Brian Summer, four or five years old, the poster child for suburbia, with the crew-cut haircut, the red and white plaid shirt, the blue shorts, the Converse tennis shoes with the white socks. Pretty cute kid. Honestly, I don't know what happened to me over the years, but I was a pretty cute kid. So it's late 1960. It's in, I would say, probably sometime in August. It's uh, evening at the park. The Santa Ana winds are blowing, and it's a warm breeze. And everyone's milling around. We just happen to be, though, in New Orleans Square, which is definitely my favorite area of the park. And where we were specifically in New Orleans Square was the French Market restaurant. And those of you that are familiar with the area will know that the French Market has a bandstand. Well, that particular night, Ward Kimball and the boys, better known as the Firehouse 5 Plus 2, were playing on the stage, playing their particular wonderful type of Dixieland jazz. Now, I have to digress here for just a moment and let you know that I have been afflicted with an incurable disease for most of my life known as rhythmitis. You see, whenever I hear a really good rhythm, I cannot sit completely still. My toes must, my toes must tap, my fingers must snap. Something has to be going on. I just can't sit there. So, that being said, and it started at an early age, by the way. That being said, I was... If, if, you, if you know the layout of the French Market uh, dining area and where the bandstand is, it's encircled by some brick planters. Well, we had gotten there after the crowd had already formed and they were into their set. So I stood up in back on one of these brick planters. So there I am, standing on this brick planter in back of the audience, basically in the last row. So everyone in front of me is facing the bandstand, watching the Firehouse 5, listening to the Firehouse 5 play. Well, as the music made its way through the crowd and into my ears, it invaded my very soul and inflicted me with this rhythmitis. And I, ladies and gentlemen, the four-year-old Brian Summer, dressed as I have described to you, looking the way that I have described to you, began to dance. 
I wouldn't exactly say it was a jig, or even a jitterbug. It was more some sort of, um, lame hybrid. But dance I did. Now, as I started to dance wildly on this brick planter, it caught the attention of several people in the audience. And for whatever reason, they found my dancing to be more entertaining than the music being played by the Firehouse Five, and they turned around and faced me, basically putting their backs to the band. Well, as you can guess, by the time that particular set was over with, the entire crowd had made an abrupt 180 and was watching this idiot kid dancing his feet off and had their backs to the band now. As I understand it, I received a standing ovation. Many photographs were taken and, well, the rest, as they say, is history. So really what I'm asking you folks to do is this. I want you to check your cameras. If, in fact, you were at the park during the late 1960s on a warm August night, if you just by chance snapped a shot of some kid dancing his brains out in New Orleans Square, could you do me a favor? Could you burn those? I really would appreciate it. Well, it's those kind of things that I remember most about the park. It was that freedom to be whoever you wanted to be. It was that incredible uh, invasion of imagination that only Disneyland can offer in the Disneyland way. And I don't even need to explain it to you folks because you're all shaking your heads in agreement. You know what I'm talking about. That wonderful place that Uncle Walt has built for us. That utopia. That place where we can go, where we know that everything will be all right just as soon as we get in the gate. So that's it from me, Brian Summer. I hope you enjoyed the story. And Dad, I'm sorry. That story has no more power. Now everybody knows. Take care, everyone. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. Yeah, thank you, Brian. That was exactly what I was looking for. And uh, actually, I, I looked through, based uh, on what you had talked about, I, I looked through the window to the magic.com audio archives, and I was actually able to find a performance by the Firehouse 5 plus 2 at Disneyland. And it was not out in the park uh, as, uh, as your experience was there, but it was actually at the Golden Horseshoe Review. And so uh, this week on the windowtothemagic.com podcast, we're going to go ahead and play that for Brian. And Brian, I'm expecting you to videotape those tapping feet of yours and send it off so that we can send it out on the Window to the Magic videocast. So here would be the Firehouse 5 Plus 2 live from Disneyland. We're going to start the evening off with a little culture here at the Golden Horseshoe. Now, have you got the anvil ready, Eddie? Yes, sir. All right. All right.
I'm glad to see you uh, are aware of culture. <laughs> and you all seem to have in these continental times when everybody seems to be going to Europe, you seem to know a lot of Italian. <laughs> la, 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 la. All right, here we go with the muskrat round. Thank you. 
We're going to play a, a little song with a moral. You got to see your mama every night or you can't see your mama at all. And for you people who are marking your programs, this is in B flat.
we're going to take a short 15-minute break, and we'll be back at uh, 5 after 10. So you have a time to go on all the rides. tell you what do you think of that huh if there was ever a time that i miss from the history of disneyland that would be it boy well that uh, pretty much brings this episode of the window to the magic.com podcast to a close as always we continue to receive some great suggestions and we're having fun using them in our shows we like to hear your feedback so be sure to write us and tell us what you think our email address for questions, comments, requests, and suggestions is podcast at windowtothemagic.com. The windowtothemagic.com telephone hotline is 206-984-9886. That's 206-984-WTTM for Window to the Magic. You can use this line if you prefer to call us and leave us a message up to five minutes in length. This is where you call if you want to hear your voice on a future show. The windowtothemagic.com podcast forum is now available at disneypodcastnet.com. There is no cost to join, so go over and frolic and have some fun and make a few friends while you're there. If you're hearing this podcast for the first time and you'd like to hear more or subscribe, please visit windowtothemagic.com for more information. Just click on the podcast link on the main page. If you're downloading these shows manually and you want to make things a lot easier on yourself, just add us to your iTunes or other podcast aggregator software. That way, the shows come to you automatically without any effort from you. Thanks very much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to the windowtothemagic.com podcast. We certainly hope that you're enjoying yourselves as much as we are enjoying making these shows for you. Be sure to tune in next week when we will once again take a trip into the wonderful world of the Disney sound experience. This has been windowtothemagic.com podcast number 36. See you next time.